You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast for Thursday, June the 2nd of 2022. Thank you for making it your first listen of the day. I am the host of the show, Lucas Smith. You can find me on Twitter at LJ Fastball. You can also find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Big YouTube news. For just a moment, I want to give my sincere gratitude to all of you who have subscribed to YouTube. We've hit 1,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. Thank you sincerely for helping me reach this incredible milestone. Uh, it's been a fun ride uh, since last August, August 5th or 3rd, I believe, was whenever I joined YouTube. So thank you to everybody who has subscribed. If you haven't, it's okay. Still plenty of time. Plenty of Locked on Cardinals content on the YouTube page as well as on your podcasting platforms. Two episodes were out yesterday talking about the first two games against San Diego as well as a two-month update on the St. Louis Cardinals as we are now into the month of June here. So I want to give a quick thank you there. And the Cardinals are able to pull off a sweep. I mentioned that it was, might have been difficult for the Cardinals to do that on yesterday's second show because of you, Darvish, on the mound. It, you know, it's hard to complete a three-game sweep. It, you know, they're, It's a sweep for a reason. You have to play well all three games or at least find a way to win all three games. And the Cardinals were able to do that. And the, the big story of yesterday's game was, was twofold. We're going to talk about Dakota Hudson first because he was phenomenal yesterday. Dakota Hudson stepping in and really doing a nice job for the St. Louis Cardinals. And the other story was Nolan Arenado. We'll talk about Arenado coming up in a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll start with Dakota Hudson because this is the kind of starter the Cardinals need him to be. This is the kind of starter that, that, that he can be. As he goes seven innings, gives up just one run, four hits, walks a batter, three strikeouts. The strikeouts don't really matter, though. He doesn't need to strike out six, seven, eight batters. 104 pitches, 62 strikes. It's the one walk and the about 60% strike percentage that is the most impressive to me. He also registered nine ground outs. Didn't give up a ton of hard contact. Dakota Hudson, when he gets into trouble, he really does give up some hard contact. Uh, but, but And he walks batters, but he did neither one of those two yesterday. He, don't get me wrong. He wasn't perfect, right? You you did have some struggles. He gave up five hard hit balls, according to Baseball Savant, but he was able to get the job done and go seven strong innings. That's the big key for me. He was able to go, you could say, deep in a game. And that's something that outside of Adam Wainwright yesterday, that this Cardinal pitching staff really hasn't been able to do on a consistent basis. And even Wainwright, that was really just one start uh, yesterday, or Tuesday, excuse me. Talked about that yesterday as well. But this is the kind of starter Hudson can be. His ERA was in a good spot coming into this start, but his whip was higher than normal. He was walking batters. He wasn't going deep into games. Yesterday, he checked off all the boxes. He was getting ground balls. He was throwing strikes. And he went deep into the game. Seven strong innings when your bullpen was weak. And we saw the weak bullpen come to fruition in the ninth. But Dakota Hudson, that bugaboo for him was the first inning. That has been a problem his entire career. Outside of the eighth inning, it is his highest ERA in a singular inning. And in the eighth inning, he only has seven and a third innings pitched in the eighth inning in his entire career. But in his career, in 51 and two-thirds of an inning, uh, in, in the first inning, his ERA is 470. 
Again, outside of that eighth inning, the next closest one is the second inning at 3.48, but a 4.70 ERA in the first inning. That is his career split, according to BaseballReference.com, as our pal Sully at Locked on MLB would say, the best website in all of the world. But the, the point stands is that when Dakota Hudson gets out of that first inning, when he's able to avoid that first inning trouble, he's a successful pitcher. And he, the, the pace seemed to pick up as well, at least moderately. The pace picked up for Dakota Hudson after that first inning. He was his kind of, um, he, he was, it was slow, just like normal. He, he can be hard to watch sometimes, just like Givon Gallegos. But yesterday, once that, after that first inning, the pace was good. It was the starter. It, it was the start that I've been waiting for. For Dakota Hudson, it is in all honesty what it has been because I understand. I talked about it a couple shows ago. Talked about it yesterday. Dakota Hudson has been underwhelming this season, and I was ready to to kind of say, "Hey, he needs to pick it up, or we need to move on. We need to find a different option here. We need to look for something else." But he has stepped up at least for one start. The next step now is for Dakota Hudson to do this consistently. He didn't have a, a strict pitch count on him. It was. Hey, you go out there and we'll get you when we get you. And he ended up throwing 104 pitches over seven innings. The next step for Dakota Hudson is to find this consistently. Maybe maybe have a day where your, your sinker's extra movement and you're able to strike some batters out on the inside. Your slider's moving a little bit better, so you get a couple strikeouts with a slider. But even if he strikes out three a game, three a start, but he's going six, seven, eight innings a start, that's a huge win for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I was honestly impressed, uh, maybe surprised a little bit, might be a little bit of the better word, that Oliver Marwal let him in for so long. Because if, if you go back to that seventh inning, it was it was traffic. You had traffic on the base pass. It starts out with a strikeout of Voight. Then Cronenworth singles. You strike out Kim. Nola singles. Runners on first and third now. And you've got two outs, but do you go to the bullpen here? I think that really the reason that Marmol didn't it's because you didn't really have, or not really, you didn't have your A-tier relievers available. Cabrera was the only one that was slightly available. Other than that, we knew before the game yesterday, Helsley and Gallegos were both down for the count. So he, there's a mound visit. He comes back, strikes out Trent Gisham looking on a fastball up on the inside corner, strikes out the side, gets out of the inning, and rewards Marmol for staying in the game, or for, for leaving him in the game. That was a huge seventh inning for the St. Louis Cardinals because the Cardinals at that point in that top of the seventh inning were still only up 3-1. to one. Still a, a, a pretty close game. Things got interesting again later on in the ninth inning. But I was just super impressed with Dakota Hudson. And I was excited. Because Dakota Hudson, while he can be hard to watch when he pitches slowly, he can be efficient if he's getting those ground balls. And again, this is one start. I'm not trying to get all super excited and say, okay, to go to Hudson's fix, that's a great starter option for the St. Louis Cardinals. No problems whatsoever here on out for Dakota Hudson. I know that the next step for Dakota Hudson, I've already talked about it, needs to be finding this consistency and doing this on a consistent basis. Doing it for one start is great. And it shows me that he still has it in the tank. Because before, I wasn't so sure that he did. Because he was, was struggling this year. Wasn't giving up a lot of runs, but wasn't going very many innings. But Dakota Hudson finds a way to, to, to tap into that secret talent of his and get the job done. 
Really shaky first inning. He was aided by a Harrison Bader diving catch to end the inning. That could have been disastrous. Because if he gives up three or four runs that inning, if that ball drops in, it's at least three. Then the outlook for the game completely changes. You've got more pitches that inning. You don't know what's going to happen with the rest of that Padres lineup. And then the morale of the team probably takes more of a hit than it already did. And you see things likely snowball on the St. Louis Cardinals. But thanks to the defense, which again, even with a lot of moving parts with O'Neill and Carlson out, is still one of the best in the game. When you have a defense like that, you're one pitch away from ending the inning. Really, once there's... I guess that's kind of a silly thing to say, but um, with a defense like that, what I'm trying to say, with a defense like that, you feel confident that most hits you allow are going to get caught. Or at least have the opportunity to become outs. And Harrison Bader proved to be that in yesterday's game. And despite going 0-3, Harrison Bader still made an immense impact on the game defensively in center field. Helped out his starting pitcher, and now that wasn't the only reason Dakota Hudson went all seven innings. Obviously, he pitched very well. But that was a big momentum booster for the St. Louis Cardinals. So going forward, I expect to see good things out of Dakota Hudson. At least I'm excited to see more good things out of Dakota Hudson. We also saw improvement from a Cardinal slugger that had been struggling mightily, and that is Mr. Nolan Arenado. He was the other storyline from yesterday's game as he had a three-hit day. Talk about him and the rest of the offense coming up here in just a moment, but I do want to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Because with ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's really almost impossible now for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you will ever need. Don't endure the pointless or intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts from their computer choosing the only brand that their warehouse just happens to carry. You know why? Because you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your and on the go, excuse me. You can save time and money when choosing Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for each and every customer. For example, a fuel pump for a Honda Odyssey is $353 at a chain store, just $216 at rockauto.com. They have everything you need, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You can find them at rockauto.com. Nolan Arnauto, coming off a Player of the Month in April, had an abysmal May. It was not a good month for the 31-year-old Cardinal Slugger. It, it, he just seemed lost at the plate, really, is what, is what it came down to. Because uh, in the month of May, in 28 games... Well, let, let's go this. In April, he hit 375, had a slugging percentage of 522. Excuse me, had a slugging percentage of 681 and an OPS of 1,125 in 19 games. In 28 games in May, he hit a buck 96. On base of 270, slugged 373, and had an OPS of 643. Just didn't hit. It wasn't striking out anymore. He only struck out 12 times in 28 games. He just wasn't getting hits. Plain and simple. 
And so far in June, he's hitting 750 with a 1500 slugging percentage and an OPS over 2000. So, lock it up, player of the month for June was going to be Nolan Arenado. Being facetious, of course, but Nolan Arenado so far is off to a nice start in the month of June. He goes three for four yesterday, scores two runs. He drives in three for the Cardinals, including the big two-run home run in the bottom of the sixth that gave the Cardinals the lead, ended up being the go-ahead home run. I talked about this yesterday, that this offense still has yet to reach its full potential. And Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt not getting hot at the same time is a big reason why. Well, yesterday, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado combined to go three for six. They scored four runs, drove in three, all those Arenado. And Paul Goldschmidt also walked twice. A little bit of more action there. The Cardinals won through four. Donovan, Goldschmidt, Arenado, and Yepes all had great day, or good to great days. Donovan was two out of four. Goldschmidt, as I said, one out of, th- out of two. Arnado, three out of four. Yepes was one out of three, and he drove in two runs. So the top of the lineup got things done for the St. Louis Cardinals yesterday, but just to focus on Nolan Arnado for a moment. He is obviously a cog in this lineup. Danny Mack and Brad Thompson said yesterday in the broadcast that they were surprised Arnado saw a pitch to drive facing you, Darvish, uh, late in the game in the eighth inning when the Cardinals scored their two runs. And Nola went the other way for a base knock. I was surprised that he got a pitch to hit too. But he got his pitch and he didn't miss. That was the key. Because Nolan Arenado was not hitting his pitch in the month of May. He was popping things up. He was hitting weak contact. Just wasn't there. If he is able to get going, and again, we don't expect, or at least I don't expect, Paul Goldschmidt to hit 450 or four, four, above 400 in the month of June like he did in the month of May. That's just not realistic. That's not going to happen. But if Paul Goldschmidt can do Paul Goldschmidt things, hit 300, extra base hits, good base, all these little things, if he's Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado is Nolan Arenado, and they can be those people at the same time and put up the numbers that they're supposed to at the same time, this offense gets scary good. Especially if Carlson and O'Neill come back. And, and if, and this is a bigger if for O'Neill than it is for Carlson, but if those two can perform to their level as well. That's why when I talked about yesterday, for those of you that didn't, uh, that haven't watched it or haven't listened to it yet, when I did my two-month update and I, I was talking about why I'm excited for this month of June more than last month of June, the Cardinals are in a completely different trajectory right now. They're, getting, they're, they're going to be getting players back from injury rather than losing them to injury. You're going to get Flaherty back hopefully sometime soon. Matt's hopefully on the mid. O'Neal, Carlson going to start rehab assignments soon. You're getting these players back in a number of weeks. And right now, the replacement players, because you've got minor league guys that weren't major league ready last year, are putting up numbers and getting the job done. All of that has been fine and dandy so far, but what makes it better than fine and dandy, what makes it, what, what can make this offense great or good to great is when Nolan Arenado does what he does yesterday three-hit day. Paul Goldschmidt doing some great base running to set up some more Cardinal runs. Nolan Arenado had a eh season last year despite the 30-plus home runs. Had a great first month, a bad second month. Baseball is all about turning things around, having a short memory, and seeing what you can do for me next. Nolan Arenado right now has the opportunity to just flush the month of May, just get rid of it, forget about it, and go out there and produce here in the month of June. 
And the Cardinals, as I talked about on yesterday's show as well, for those of you who missed it, they're going to they're gonna need him to. The schedule isn't overly daunting. You've got the, the Pirates and the Reds mixed in there, the, 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 the Marlins later this month, the Cubs this weekend. But you've also got some games at the Rays, the Red Sox are a sneaky team, the four-game set at the Brewers. You've got some series that you can take advantage of, but also you've got some series that you're going to need to perform in for the St. Louis Cardinals this month. So the sweep of the Padres gives them all the momentum in the world as they head, excuse me, into this weekend series with the Chicago Cubs. And it's not going to be an easy weekend series. I know that the Cubs, you know, Cubs aren't performing to the level of which that they might like to be performing. They got Frank the Tank Schwindel and former Cardinal Patrick Wisdom on their team that can put up some moments, maybe not numbers, but some moments. But right now the Cubs sit at just 21 and 29 on the season. But what makes this series so important and so difficult is five games in four days, and at the end of the day, it's the Cubs. So we'll talk about that coming up in, a, in segment three in just a moment. But look for Nolan Arenado to bust out. And if and when he does bust out of this slump, because one three-hit day to me isn't busting out of the slump. That's doing, uh, that's just getting started to get back on track, in my opinion. Busting out of the slump would be Nolan Arenado doing this two, three, four times. If he busts out of the slump this weekend at Wrigley, that would be a lot of fun. But when Nolan Arnauto busts out, this offense is going to get scary good, and that is what is going to help the Cardinals overtake the Brewers in the National League Central. You've got a lot of divisional games this month, as I mentioned. Pirates, Reds, Cubs, Brewers. You're playing them all this month. Take advantage of that and beat your division. That is the key to winning the division. Beat teams in your division. You can't be losing serious to these teams. You have to be able to beat the teams inside your division. No question about it. Nolan Arnado getting on the right track is a huge boost to this lineup, is a huge boost to this team, and makes this team scary good. Scary good. He's been doing it on defense all year. Same thing with Paul Goldschmidt. Time to do it on offense just like he did back in the month of April. It was, a, it was a great series in San Diego. You, you find a way to get a sweep. You see great stuff from Norton. You see great stuff from Palante. You saw great starts from Wainwright and Hudson. The offense was clicking for the most part. They were scoring runners. They were moving things on the base pass. The defense looked solid. And the Padres are no... I mean, they're, they're not a bad team. Obviously, they're struggling right now after getting swept by the St. Louis Cardinals. And um, in their last 10, the Padres are just 4-6. and six. But they're, they're only three games back of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I know that the, the Dodgers got swept by the Pirates. Um, <laughs> but this is still, the Padres are still a very good team along with the Dodgers. So sweeping them is no light feat. It, it, it's no easy task. It was not an easy task. It's not a small task that the Cardinals did this. And it was in large part due to the pitching that we've talked about. In the game three specifically, it was in large part due to Nolan Arenado. Paul Goldschmidt helped take care of the other two games as well as Albert Pujols with the walk-off on Tuesday. A lot of things going right for the St. Louis Cardinals heading in to this weekend set against Chicago. We're going to talk about that weekend set because we've got some options here for the St. Louis Cardinals in terms of who to start and things of that nature. But before we do that, I want to introduce you once again to Blue Nile 
BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online shopping tools that let you choose the diamond size, the shape and clarity, as well as the setting style. Because whether you're popping the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, you can find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Each ring is one of a kind because Blue Nile's bench jewelers will handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Or... You can celebrate a special moment with fine jewelry because if you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, because I know I would, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. You heard that right. They're available 24-7 via the phone or chat function to help you find a memorable gift at every single budget. You can make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and as a special gift to you, Locked On Sports listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This is a podcast exclusive, and it includes engagement. Use code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKEDON+. Plus, every order is insured, chips-free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. You can shop stress-free and find your forever peace. You can find it at BlueNile.com. Cardinals and Cubs, one of the longer and more storied rivalries in baseball. Obviously, you've got the Yankees and Red Sox, the Dodgers and Padres, Dodgers and Giants, I guess is a little bit more uh, famous, if you will. But the Cubs and Cardinals, it's always a fun time when these two teams get together. And it all starts tonight. 7.05 Central is the first pitch, and we get to see our third taste of Matthew Liberatore. And he's going to take the mound against Keegan Thompson, who's actually putting up some very good numbers for the Chicago Cubs this season. He enters with a 5-0 record, 11 games, just three starts, and a 1-5-8 ERA. His last uh, game came against the White Sox when he went five innings, gave up an earned run, five hits, a walk, and four punchouts. And when you're looking uh, at numbers against Keegan Thompson, nobody has... A lot of at-bats. Tommy Edmond is 2 out of 6. Paul Goldschmidt is 2 out of 5. Uh, Molina's 1 out of 3. Arenado's 1 out of 4. Bader's 0 out of 4. Kisner's 0 out of 1, as well as in Mendoza. And other than that, according to MLB.com, nobody else has any numbers against Keegan Thompson. So, putting up good numbers, you, you don't know what you're going to get. I'm more intrigued. I think the offense will figure itself out, just based on the, the track record that they have the last couple of games. I'm more intrigued to see what Matthew Liberatore does in his third start. The first start, you saw Liberatore struggle a little bit. The stuff was there. Results weren't there. Second start, you start to see a little bit more results. Can Liberatore put it all together now and get the results plus have the really good stuff because his curveball was working last time, but put it all together is, I think, is is the key. And for the Chicago Cubs, when you're looking at them, they're 21-29, and But they only have a negative six run differential, thanks in part to a uh, couple of beatings of the Pirates. But their home record this year, 9-17. and 17. And the Cardinals are 13-10 and 10 on the road. So the records would indicate that the Cardinals have a pretty good chance of winning a couple of games here this weekend. But in my opinion, when you look at a, at a five-game set, the winning winning the series would be taking three out of five, and that's what you have to look at. You know, you think about three and two, that's not terrible, that's not great, but win the series because if you win the series, that builds momentum. That means you won more games than the other team did. 
The Cardinals need to go into this weekend looking to win three out of five. And it's going to be difficult just in the sense of, hey, you've got uh, three games or five games in four days, excuse me, and you've got a doubleheader on Saturday. Um, so Libertor will get the ball tonight, as I mentioned, for the St. Louis Cardinals. Tomorrow is a 120 start, an afternoon start for the St. Louis Cardinals. Miles Michaelitz gets the ball against Marcus Stroman. I think that's going to be super fun to watch. Two pitchers that know how to pitch. And then a doubleheader on uh, Saturday, as I mentioned. A couple of TBDs right now for the Cardinals, uh, as well as the Cubs. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a Woodford get called back up. I would like to see one of these starts go to Andre Pallante. Obviously, if you need to use him uh, Friday or today, then you have to do what you have to do. But I think he is set up after the Monday start, or the Monday appearance, rather, going three and a third innings. I think he can be set up to get a start this weekend. I think he, he deserves one. He really impressed, at least me, on... Um, on Memorial Day on Monday to get a start. He's impressed me really all year long. He is somebody that the Cardinals are, are high on, in my opinion. And the Cardinals have a couple options for those these games on Saturday to, as to who to start them. Does Dakota Hudson get, get a start on short rest? Probably not, but you could go Woodford, Rondon. You could call him back up. You could go Libertor, uh, not Libertor, or Palante. You could go a combination of those. Naughton will likely try and get maybe the Cardinals' gold bullpen game again. Uh, Naughton maybe gets a turn through the rotation this weekend. A lot of a lot of options, and then Sunday night baseball game of the world at Wrigley Field. Adam Wainwright is going to get the ball on Sunday night baseball, and I think that is just wonderful. Obviously, he doesn't pitch great on the road at, always, but at Sunday night baseball, I expect him to perform. He did last Sunday night baseball when the Cardinals played the Giants. Cardinals have pretty good records in nationally televised, or pretty good, uh, pretty good numbers in nationally televised games on Sunday. The Sunday night baseball game against the Giants, the uh, Peacock game on Sunday against a couple Sundays ago against the Pittsburgh Pirates, putting up 18 runs. So can they do it again on another nationally televised game on Sunday night baseball? We will have to wait and see. So obviously, five games and four games makes it tough. When you look at records, obviously the Cardinals have the upper hand. You'd expect them to take care of business. But it's the Cubs. It's the Cardinals. You can't always go off. These games are always close. That's how rivalries work. These games are always going to be close. They're always going to be entertaining regardless. So we will see uh, what the Cardinals have in store this weekend. The main things I'm looking for, can Nolan Arenado remain? or can Can he get it going more than just a day? What's Matthew Libertor going to give you tonight? And the Saturday starters. Who are they, who the Cardinals are going to go with and what is their method of madness as well uh, for those two starters. And obviously looking for Miles Michaelis to bounce back a little bit after a couple of non-dominating starts, uh, which I understand is not terrible, but it is. Um, you want him to pitch a little bit better than he has his last few starts. So before I let you go, I do have a favor to ask you. Uh, we here at the Locked On Podcast Network have put together a survey so we can learn about... Listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Locked On podcasts. To access this survey, you go to Locked On Podcasts. That's plural, LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. You can go there right now to get started. Won't take you very long. And everybody that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. 
So to take your audience survey, please go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you in advance for your help. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day. Tomorrow I'll be breaking down Matthew Libertor's start between the Chicago Cubs. Hopefully is breaking down a Redbird winner. But I'm glad to talk to you then. Be sure to stay safe, stay well, then have a fantastic rest of your day.